Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey Awajan. Today is Tuesday, January the 12th, 2010, and this is episode number 45 of Timberwolves Explosion, so we're moving along here. 45 episodes already. Pretty cool stuff. It's nothing like 50 or anything. 50s are coming pretty soon. Um, I just want to thank all of you always for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, along with timberwolvespress.com. Also get that posted on there. Thanks always for that to all of you out there. And, um, (laughs) well... Today's show, the format's going to be a little bit different. Usually I review some games and talk about a little bit of news. And I also try to be a bit entertaining and all that. That part will never go away. Some of you may have differing opinions on the entertainment factor, but uh, I hope you find the show entertaining because I try to do that. Uh, but there's just too much going on with this Al Jefferson talk right now. There's been too much going on with that. So we're going to focus mainly on that today. We're going to talk a little bit of the... We're going to review the games in a very brief uh, or uh, abbreviated way. And uh, really, though, we're going to focus mainly on this whole Al Jefferson thing. Got a couple of sound bites for you coming in. David Kahn. We got uh, Paul Allen from the Paul Allen Show on KFAN talking about, a, <laughs> talking about Al Jefferson as well. Something he heard about Al Jefferson. Some of you may have heard it and some of you may have not. We're going to go over <laughs> The different stories going on, the swirling stories, the conflict going on between the media and the wolves here on what is true and what is not. And of course, we're also at the end, we're going to get into some polls as well. Uh, I never actually brought up the, uh, brought up the previous poll I, I did a few shows ago about Kevin Love. Will he be an all-star? So I apologize to Rusty and Aussie Wolf, who are both friends of the show. Rusty, of course, host of the Crossover, which is a wonderful show on thesportstuff.com and iTunes, obviously highly recommend it. It is the absolute bomb. Talks about the New Jersey Nets and New York Knicks and extremely entertaining. And, of course, Ostie Wolf, big friend of this show, got it like that. Uh, yeah, so you, they, uh, we're going to talk about their responses on that article. And, of course, the, uh, <laughs> the resounding victory for somebody or for uh, a certain vote anyway in that. I'm thinking about the next vote, the, the next poll already. And we're going to talk about the Al Jefferson-Kevin Love deal, who should stay, who should go, that kind of stuff. Those will be in the new polls. We'll, uh, I'll give you the details on that near the end of the show. Provided I don't forget, because there's just so much going on here. Who, who knows, right? I might get lost in the swirl of information going on here. It's just very crazy. So I won't take a break right now. But first and foremost, so we're going to get into the actual games here. Very, very briefly, as mentioned, the Golden State Warriors game. Now, of course, we'll also segue in an article for this particular game right here, an article that I wrote on TimberwolvesPress.com called Golden Horrors. And I talk about on TimberwolvesPress.com. If you haven't checked it out, please do. TimberwolvesPress.com. Talking Timberwolves basketball since 2007. Golden Horrors Never End is an article I wrote. A lot of people see that as my, so far my best article in my fledgling, uh, my fledgling, uh, career, so to speak, on the, on TimberwolvesPress.com. I had a lot of fun writing it and I went over how tough the Wolves have had it with the Golden State Warriors. It's just been, uh, it's been, it's been unbelievable. I mentioned how I was scarred for life from a game that 
the Wolves were leading by 20 and ended up losing by 28. And I said, well, they might as well have lost by 50 because it was a 48-point turnaround. Might as well have just lost the game by 50. And, of course, it was a home game, and I was in person. I was a paying, yeah, paying season ticket holder. They weren't paying me to be there. I paid to watch that. That was uh, quite a display. The only thing good about it is, hey, it's it's a historic thing. I mean, you don't see turnarounds like that very often, especially when you're in person. It's just a, it's a lot of fun when you're the home team and you're losing to an inferior team, a vastly inferior team at the time, despite the fact they had some entertaining players like Larry Hughes and uh, Gilbert Arenas, I believe, at the time. I'm not 100% sure if, uh, no, it was more of a Larry Hughes, John Starks thing, but Larry led the charge there. He was, of course, there from the Philadelphia 76ers, traded to the Warriors and really picked up his career at that point in time. Later on, well, you can argue what kind of career he had, (laughs) as I continue to digress way too much. But yeah, the Golden State Warriors absolutely gave the Wolves hell over the years. Lots of comebacks. The Wolves were up by 20 in another game. A few weeks later, it was the very next game against the same team. A few weeks later, Wolves are leading by 20, ended up uh, seeing the entire lead evaporate, but the Wolves lucked out in that one. Um, yeah, the Wolves got creamed by 22 points twice in 2004. Also, we talked about how I was making fun of how Tom Hanneman and Jim Peterson thought the Wolves were going to win. They were going to win a game back in uh, November 9th, 2009 in Golden State. And I was like, have these guys totally forgotten history? Hello? Have you totally forgotten history with this uh, with this team? <laughs> yeah, the Wolves went, up, went on to lose by 41 points, giving up 146 points in regulation. Come on, man. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, absolute fiasco there. Just <laughs> beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. So, all right, enough of that. I won't give away too much. If you haven't read it yet, please do check it out. It's right under a little goofy uh, David, well, not goofy, but a David Kahn soundbite that I put on the top there. That's the most recent thing I added to that website, being the, the, I guess I'm the manager. I'm not the owner, but I'm like the manager of the website, the store manager, so to speak, you could say. That's what my buddy who owns the website would uh, tell you at this point in time. So that's pretty much the deal there. The Wolves, well, they, they played horribly in the game. Of course, I kind of did a little beat writing during the article as well. I talked about the history and then beat write about how the game went. The Wolves were just getting creamed at half by halftime. They're losing by about 21 points at home against the Warriors, who had, what, had what two more wins than the Wolves. And um, just just ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. They made a nice little cute little comeback later on in the game, but they still lost. Um, some people thought that there was hope, but Eh, you know, whatever. They were, <laughs> you could kind of tell they weren't going to win the game. Luckily, Kevin Love did not uh, incur a serious injury when he went knee-on-knee with Corey Maggette, who is not a small guy either. Neither one of them are small. That's a lot of weight colliding into each other there. And uh, Kevin Love, and within a few minutes, was right back in the game. Got it like that. And he ended up continue playing. No, didn't miss any time other than uh, limited playing time in Chicago. But before that, the team that the Golden State Warriors have traded with, I don't know, 450 times the last five years. Yeah, Troy Murphy, all those guys have been on the Warriors and the Pacers. Al Harrington, all of them. Gosh, I mean, before you know it, Larry Hughes will wind up in the Golden State Warriors, or I mean on the Indiana Pacers. Uh, yeah, Dunleavy, all of them have been on both teams. It is just odd. It's just plain odd how many Pacers and Warriors have 
traded places. Just strange. But, uh, yeah, after a drubbing a mere week before in Indiana, yeah, the Wolves made it slightly more respectable on the final score, but they were getting creamed by 30-something in the second half. 30-something against Indiana, who was another... They're not an inferior team. There's only one inferior team in the league, and that's the New Jersey Nets. But still, the Wolves losing to Indiana the way they did on Saturday the second was pretty lame. So, of course, the Golden State Warriors game was January the 6th. Um, ah, just not really worth watching. Well, it was worth watching in terms of let's just see how bad it is, I guess. You know, because I was writing about the Warriors during the game. During the game, I was writing that article. So that's the best time to do it, really. Uh, Indiana Pacers game, though, the Wolves played pretty well the entire way. Indiana kind of made a little comeback late in the game, but the Wolves uh, were impressive down the stretch, according to Kurt Rambis and many others. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a nice little resilience by the Wolves. Johnny Flynn had a pretty nice game, continuing to step it up from three-point range. you got to like that. you got to like that from Johnny Flynn, stepping up from three-point range. But then do the Wolves uh, follow it up nicely, heading to Chicago? Saturday the 9th? No. That was just an unwatchable game, man. Unwatchable game. Al Jefferson and Kevin Love have limited minutes. They don't get in foul trouble or anything. They just have limited minutes. And Al Jefferson comes back with, yeah, you know, my knees were pretty sore, especially the one that uh, got hurt. <laughs> there was a collision right into that knee. Um, yeah, Al Jefferson had a collision as well. It was Ramon Sessions going for a layup. He ran into Al's knee, unfortunately. Um so it was more of a soreness thing, and uh, he was saying, yeah, let's, there's no excuse. It's no excuse or anything, but, yeah, not very fun deal for the Wolves, and a pretty unwatchable game, as he mentioned, <laughs> just very unwatchable. Last night's game against old NBA Jam. Yes, NBA Jam. Yeah, I got <laughs> to get that sound bite, because I'm going to call him that forever. Carmelo Anthony. Of course, as you might know, I'm not a huge fan of his, but every time he plays against the Wolves, he ends up, uh, <laughs> he looks like he's on fire all the time. Just He's he's always on fire when he plays against the Wolves. And, of course, who, who can forget the 33-point quarter he had against the Wolves last year? That's where that started. Oh, my God, he's on fire. Or, oh, my stars, or whatever the goofy words they use. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff, indeed. And uh, the Wolves played okay down the stretch. Kevin Love and Al Jefferson were outstanding, both of Double doubles and uh, 14 rebounds for Love, 15 for Al. Both of them had over 20 points. Just a nice game for those guys. But uh, Corey Brewer was really exciting. He was really exciting. He got he caught the Wolves back in the game when Denver kind of started beating us up. We had a nice little cute little start to the game, and then Denver started going crazy with old NBA Jam. And, of course, uh, <laughs> the Birdman getting his rebound after rebound every time the Wolves get Denver to actually miss a shot. The Birdman's always getting the rebounds, the offensive rebounds, but, you know, the Wolves got their share of rebounds in the game, as I mentioned. The two big men really stepping up in that category for about 29 rebounds for those two guys. That's right, 29 rebounds. Really good number for just two guys. Um, Johnny Flynn had a horrible game, folks. Johnny Flynn's really starting to struggle, and uh, it's... It's disappointing. It really is. Uh, 2 of 13 from the floor. His field goal percentage is 42%, 41% now for the year. Starting to, you're starting to wonder. Starting to wonder. He had one assist as well. Just a little bit of frustration going on. 
Uh, Denver won the game, of course, 105-94. to Chicago won 110-96. I didn't even mention that. And the Wolves won by 7 over Indy. 116-109. to It might help if I mention the scores, but... Yeah, none of them are really all that great except the Indiana game, to be honest. The Golden State game, yeah, it was pretty sloppy. It was just whatever. So we're going to we're gonna conclude the game reviews right now because that's not the main attraction of the show. In fact, I probably already spent too much time on them. So I'm going uh, to take a quick break, and we will return with David Kahn talking. <laughs> Um, it's hard to wait. In patience, sometimes, you know, this may be an impolitic of wait, of saying it, patience sucks. It really does. And I know how painful it can be. We're living it. But I do believe that the path we've set for ourselves was the appropriate path, and I do think it will lead to good things. And I think there will be some really exciting moments this summer through the combination of both the draft and free agency. And, uh, well, that was David Kahn talking with uh, Paul Allen on the Paul Allen Show. Well, <laughs> you got to love the classic soundbite right there. Patience sucks as, uh, you know, that, sure it can. Sure it can suck sometimes, but, hey, you know, as David Kahn says, uh, there's a lot of, uh, it, it takes time. It's a 17-month plan, as you mentioned, also during that show. And uh, it's just the way it goes sometimes. you got to really rebuild. Even Flip Saunders talked about uh, it can take up to seven years to rebuild, and the Wolves are about halfway through. But um, David Kahn's comment, well... Patience sucks. Well, no, it doesn't suck that bad, David. It it doesn't suck that bad. It really it? does. Okay, okay, it does. But uh, <laughs> it... I, I can understand that, why he would say that, and uh, I don't blame him. I just, I, I love the... Uh, <laughs> I love the pointed comment he made right there. But this is when things get real interesting as he talks about how, yes, their patience sucks, but we got to have patience and all that good stuff. And he also went on in that um, how he was not going to trade any core pieces or anything. But then Paul Allen comes back with this. But I touched on it on my show page, KFAN.com, Paul Allen show page, and mentioned it in passing on the radio that I caught an Al Jefferson rumor over the weekend from a person who does not work for the Timberwolves but works very closely with the Timberwolves. The prediction was made by this great basketball mind who's put me on good information before that um, Al Jefferson would be traded by the trade deadline. And um, it wasn't might, it wasn't could be, it was would. <laughs> like, okay. That kind of caught me out of nowhere, uh, kind of hit me out of nowhere. So then I asked David about it, and he's like, hey, you know, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Kobe, you know, handful of players and stuff untouchable. We don't have any of those. So if Al Jefferson's traded by the trading deadline in like six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it is, I'm not going to be shocked. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's a prudent deal. I mean, hopefully we can see that the pieces are in place for the big picture. So, yeah, um, David Kahn's comment about that. Patience sucks. It really does. Yeah. Um, so maybe it does. Maybe it really does suck, huh? And uh, that's what that would tell you. If, if that rumor, if that rumor was true, it would tell you that. But then here we go. Here's where things get extremely interesting, and I mean <laughs> extremely interesting. As was it later this day? No, not later the day. A couple, just a few days later, out comes an article. 
on Yahoo Sports. Real GM and Yahoo Sports. Boom. Adrian Wojnarowski, as you'd like to say. Very interesting name there. Here it comes. Timberwolves general manager David Kahn recently offered forward Al Jefferson to the Indiana Pacers for forward Danny Granger, but was immediately rebuffed. Lee sources told Yahoo Sports. So now that, with that impression right there, that tells you that David Kahn's comment of... Patience sucks. It really does. ...was the real deal. <laughs> it was the real deal. And uh, maybe he really did feel that way at the time, huh? <laughs> so then it's like, okay, now that... It's like they're talking out of two sides of their mouth a little bit. Um, you have to be patient, but patience sucks. And you got to keep the car pieces yet. Yeah, during that interview, I couldn't get that part in. It's just for, for the sake of time, I couldn't get too much on here. It would just get too crazy and the show would be too long because I'd just go on forever here with all this. But um, we're going to keep our core players, but we're always open and we're always going to be open to listen. Yet, according to the Yahoo Sports article, the Wolves initiated the offer, and the Indiana Pacers rebuffed it. But then here's where it gets really interesting, folks. Here's where it gets really interesting, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and others. Minnesota also has chemistry issues between Jefferson and forward Kevin Love. There's some jealous stuff that's playing out, one league source said. So very, very interesting there. Supposedly talking about how uh, that Jefferson and Love might not be getting along, supposedly. That maybe uh, Jefferson might be a little jealous of Kevin Love's popularity or vice versa. Or uh, the the, uh, the amount of the um, who gets the rock and who doesn't, supposedly. Also, Jefferson, who has three years and $42 million left on his contract after this season, any proposed deal would have needed another player or two involved to make the salaries match, but the Pacers had no interest in such discussions, sources said. Um... Danny Granger, Danny Granger, what an interesting uh, interesting deal that could have been. Uh, Granger is just a fantastic player. I've had him on my fantasy team more than once. That doesn't necessarily mean he's the best player ever for the Wolves just because he's good on my fantasy team. But no, in reality, in watching Danny Granger play for the Pacers, he's a, he is a wonderful player. And um, it's just so strange and ironic how the Wolves played the Indiana Pacers just last Friday when David Kahn was on... Uh, KFAN, and funny how that works. Funny how that works out. And then uh, all of a sudden, then there's this, oh, the Wolves had offered Al Jefferson for Denny Granger. Just very strange indeed. But then, just two, just a day later, the Timberwolves insist that no, no, there is no, uh, there is no, there, there was no uh, discussion for a trade. And uh, Al Jefferson said he, his agent, and Wolves boss David Kahn had a discussion in last week in which he was reassured he won't be traded. <laughs> Jefferson, we had a talk about it last week, Jefferson said, after this morning's shoot-around at the time. This is, of course, on the 11th. This was also reported by Yahoo. Very, very interesting. Um, he talked to us and let us know nothing like that was going on. He made me comfortable to know what I heard last night was rumors. It's part of NBA life. It's not the first time my name has been attached to rumors before. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I've been in this league long enough to know this time of year, every year, there's going to be trade rumors and stuff like that. Before the trade deadline, you're going to hear that. That's why it didn't bother me. You see stuff like this come on TV and coming out of the woodwork 
That's why it went in one ear and out the other. Here's the other part, how I mentioned there were chemistry and jealous issues. Jefferson basically uh, said that's nonsense when it's really, he's probably saying BS. I hate, to, I hate to say that. Kevin is like a centimy in this league. I believe in tough love, tough love with him. There ain't no chemistry issues where he's probably swearing again. No jealousy. Ain't nothing like that going on between me and him. I don't know where that came from or who made it up. That's just BS. <laughs> You know that's what he said, obviously, which is what they're saying. Uh, Love chimes in also. He just thought it was funny. Or, yeah, I just thought it was funny. Al and I haven't had any problems since I got here. It's kind of laughable to me. He was helping me out all along. I took my biggest steps last year because of him. Things, speculation, and rumor. Very, very interesting. Excuse me. This summer, because of him, he walked in this morning, and we were laughing about it. Yeah, it's just one of the things that's speculation and humor, or rumor. There's no jealousy going on in here. Very, very classic stuff. (laughs) I look around in this thing as well. Um, Kevin Love also says, I don't think Al's going anywhere. I don't think I'm going anywhere. As Love talked to reporters, Jefferson walked by the team bus and yelled out to Love that he loved him. Love you too, man. Love yelled back. So that pretty much, uh, that's pretty much the end of that part of the story right there. Uh, you, you, you do wonder who to believe here, though. Um, I, I would say I doubt that there's chemistry issues. That part I, I doubt, but you never know. Maybe Maybe something came up a while ago. And they've made up, or they're making up as we speak. I I don't know really what's going on, but uh, it's an interesting thought right there. It's a very interesting thought. David Kahn also chimed in now. As I've said publicly, David Kahn told ESPN.com, I have no intention of trading any of our core players this season. I just love how he talks. Um, It's very interesting, though. Uh, Pretty much David Kahn talking about that nothing's going on. Uh, Larry Bird also spoke in practice or said that that uh, neither player's name was mentioned. Neither player's name was mentioned when Larry Bird and David Kahn talked. Um, all right. Maybe it's just media banter. Maybe it's the Wolves just trying to sugarcoat and cover things up. It's it's really, really hard to say, though, to be honest, out there. it's It's really hard to say. The question is... Who do you believe here? Who do you believe? Right now, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let you guys have a chance to voice your opinion and make your votes on on such a deal. First of all, there's a little poll on uh, TimberwolvesPress.com that I put up. So while you're reading that little article, also don't forget to uh, to vote on this new poll I put up there. If you had to choose which Wolves cornerstone power forward would you prefer over the other, Al Jefferson or Kevin Love? So go ahead and vote. That's that. That's not the website where you actually can respond, at least in terms of uh, you can comment. So if you'd like to register on that website, do that. It'd be free. Um, on the sportstuff.com, of course, we'd like you to sign up for that as well. That's how you can be, that's how you can be a part of these shows in terms of uh, – Voting, you can vote on the polls. You can also call into the phone line at 209-736-7877. And no, that does not signal the end of the show just yet. Just bringing that up right there. Um, I did a, uh, I did a poll a few weeks back. In fact, it's been about, shucks, yeah, it was about at the end of the year. So it's been about 
two and a half weeks already, unfortunately, so I apologize to those of you out there. It was, yeah, I should have done it on last show, I didn't. Uh, the question was, will Kevin Love be an all-star in his career? The three choices were yes, as soon as this year. The second one was yes, in the future. And three, no, not that type of talent. Well, a resounding 100% said yes, in the future. So no one thinks Love will be in the all-star game this year. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he will be yet. It's it's a little too early for that. What is he, 21 no, he's 20, so yeah, he's, he's not ready to quite be in the All-Star game just yet, young Kevin Love. Rusty, Russell Rusty, West, <laughs> I almost called him Russell Westbrook. No, I, that's really bad, and I apologize for that, Rusty. But hey, great basketball player, there's no doubt about that. Rusty Bennett, sportsstuff.com, co-host of The Crossover, who also hosts with PMAC, New York Knicks and New Jersey Nets. Of course, Rusty is the Nets guy. His comment is absolutely... Though I can't see him ever being named a starter, while this farce of fan voting system still exists, he'll have to rely on the coaches' votes, like so many other non-superstar types. But if his game keeps evolving like it is currently, he'll certainly be rewarded with them. So, uh, yeah, I strongly, strongly agree with that, and uh, basically everything he said there. Because first of all, yeah, I was going to get into the whole fan voting thing last week. I'll briefly get into it right now. Yeah, what a load of BS, the fan voting system. It's just, it's a complete joke. Remember years ago when Grant Hill would continuously get voted into the All-Star game? Even when he was hurt and missing the entire season, basically, with that ankle injury, he would continue to get voted in as a starter. And even when he did play, he wasn't the same guy anymore. He wasn't a 25 points a game, 23 points a game guy. He was a, he was more of a good role player, uh, 16 points a game kind of guy. Now he's a 12 points a game kind of guy, obviously. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't that all-star type of guy anymore because just too many injuries. And why the hell was everybody voting him in as a starter? Are you kidding me? A starter? And you could even argue, and I'm going to be really careful because I know what Rusty thinks of this guy, Vince Carter. A few years ago, back about six years ago, when Vince Carter got voted in as a starter, it's like, what are people doing? There were, like, Paul Pierce was away, vastly outplaying him at the time, and even Tracy McGrady was outplaying him at the time. This was back when McGrady was in his, was really well. You could say he was in his prime. I, unfortunately for him, we thought he was going to get better. But McGrady was averaging, what, 28 points a game. Vince Carter was averaging, like, 20 points a game, 21 points a game at the time, and uh, was a constant, just, people didn't really like him. He was still in Toronto. People were not really happy with him in Toronto, and even Rusty probably maybe can admit that it was pro- it was probably Vince Carter's worst year as a pro to be honest. So I'll give a little credit there. It was uh, Vince Carter's worst year as a pro. There were better players available at the time that weren't even close to getting voted in over Vince Carter. Vince Carter was the number one vote taker that year. I still remember that. And he that that was during the time when he was always hurt when he was at Toronto. Always hurt. It's always the guys that are always hurt that continue to get voted in. Like Tracy McGrady, who hasn't come close to playing this year, it's looking like more and more like he's going to be a starter for the Western Conference. I, I, <laughs> Hello? Is anybody home? Are the, uh, the voters awake? Who's smoking crack out there? Somebody's smoking some, some crack out there, and uh, it's pretty strong stuff, apparently, and it's a lot of people. It's just, mm, I just, I can't believe it. Allen Iverson also, though. Allen Iverson's not an all-star starter anymore, folks. I don't care. I understand he's a cult hero and all that stuff. You know, he 
he just is, but <laughs> he's not that good anymore. He's good, but he's not that good anymore. He's not winning the scoring title anymore. He's not even close. He's averaging about 15 points a game. I'm really happy that he's back with Philadelphia. I think that's the best place for him. I love those new those new old jerseys, the new old look in Philadelphia. I think it is fantastic. It's the Dr. J era, and it just is beautiful to see. But the Philadelphia uh, Phillies, Philadelphia 76ers are not playing like it. And I, Iverson, he's just he's just he's too old and, and broken down at this point. And um, voting him in as an All Star, yeah, it's cute. It's all cute and nice and everything, but it just he's too popular for me. He shouldn't be that popular anymore at this point of uh, in terms of All Star voting. You know, you can like the guy, you can be your favorite all time player and all that stuff. That's your opinion. I wouldn't agree with that one. <laughs> There's a lot of other players I'd rather call my all time favorite players than Iverson, but. Um, Still, no, not an all-star starter. Whew, okay, went a little long on that. Sorry about that. But you can tell that and that I've been keeping in for a while. I'd like to get that out on the show a little bit. Um, yeah, the fan voting system. It's nice that the fans get a chance to vote, but it's uh, it's 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 ridiculous. So now Aussie Wolf chimes in on this poll. Who, of course, did vote for Kevin Love. All of them did. Uh, Aussie Wolf said he doesn't think he'll be an all-star this year but should be one of the first guys picked for the sophomore rookies matchup. And, of course, he he better be. He wasn't even in the, that game last year as a rookie. What the Sam Hill was that crap? And, of course, Ossie Wolf chimed in on that as well. Um, that was just retarded that Kevin Love did not make that last year. And, of course, he finished sixth for rookie of the year last year. And when he should have been uh, third, fourth, easily, a strong third or fourth last year, Probably third, actually, um, behind OJ and uh, Jalen Rose. Yeah, Kevin Love definitely better than his draft position. Yeah, outperforming his draft position of number five. Very nice for Kevin there. Um, but yeah, the next year, if his growth continues onto the All Star team, says Ossie Wolf. So yeah, as they continue to banter, bounce around a little bit. Yeah, I think I think uh, Kevin Love, if he can stay healthy, yeah, absolutely, he will be in the All Star game next year. From the coaches, though, there's almost no way he'll be voted in, unfortunately. Though, the guy is, uh, if only he has, it was a little bit better defensively, wow, he would just, he would be a pure all-star, no doubt about it. But um, he's he's headed to bigger and better things, and there's absolutely no doubt about it with young Kevin Love, who is, uh, I'm, I'm just really impressed with him, and I would almost go as far as to say, right now, I think he's the most valuable player on the Wolves. Little, little bit better than Jefferson and Johnny Flynn's hitting the wall, and he's also just—he's too young. He's hitting the old rookie wall. Is uh, Johnny Flynn, who I love very much out there. Just think he's fantastic. Um, very impressed with him. So now we'll get to the uh, tail end here, as of course we're eclipsing the 30-minute mark again. <laughs> we're always going to do that though, because this is Timberwolves explosion, and uh, I just—I love this show too much to—I uh, love doing this show too much to cut it too short. The question is, who do you believe in this Al Jefferson trade rumor and why? There are two answers. The media, of course, yeah, of course, the media or the Wolves. The media is the first answer. The Wolves contacted Indy and Con and Al are just taking the high road. That's the first vote. The second one is the Wolves, as Yahoo or ESPN and Yahoo thought they had something and went with it. So uh, please comment on that and why, or please vote on it and why. List your reasoning why, what you really believe on this whole thing. 
Would appreciate it very much. And to be able to do that, sign up to the message boards on the sportsstuff.com if you haven't already. It would be very, very much appreciated. It's 100% free and 100% fun. You click on the button in the upper right-hand corner of the website that says TSS Boards, and then there's a register link over to the left. All you got to do is do that, and you're on. You go to the podcast section, Timberwolves Explosion, and um, do make your opinion. It would be very nice to have it on there. And, of course, I'll read it on air, unless, of course, for whatever reason you don't want it on air. Just simply say that in the message, do not read on air, though. I can't imagine why you need to say that if you already wrote it in a public place anyway. But uh, just in case, for whatever reason, you just don't feel like your name going out on the air for whatever reason. And the final thing, if you uh, if you would like your voice on air even more than uh, just text, text being read on air, you can call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877 would be much appreciated. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion, as it is a voicemail, so treat it as such. Uh, leave your name in town, and opine would be terrific to have you on board. As uh, we've had one call in recently, would like to have some more on ASAP. Please call in to the show. It would be much appreciated. So thank you always for listening. We'll continue to monitor this whole Al Jefferson thing, and of course, anything can happen. I do think a smaller trade is guaranteed to happen. Be it Ryan Gomes, be it uh, Damian Wilkins, be it anybody, anybody or anything, a smaller type of deal is guaranteed to happen. The more blockbuster ones, well, who knows? Who knows who's really telling the truth out there? Only the subjects, the actual subjects know who's telling the truth and who isn't. Um, some of them, they might be just want to be protected, protecting the egos of the young players. Because sometimes those young guys don't like all that stuff. They don't like the thought of being traded or whatever. Um, regardless of if their team is winning or not. Of course, both Indiana and Minnesota, very similar situations, unfortunately, for both of them. And a final teeny tiny note, Danny Granger was available for the Wolves to take with the 14th pick in 2005. Who did they take that year with the 14th pick? Rashad McCannots. I mean, Rashad McCants. Blah. Yuck. Terrible. So... Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, but still, it would have been nice had the Wolves <laughs> gone with Danny Granger. As you remember, Henry Lake of KFAN was constantly plugging Danny Granger before that draft, and uh, everything I saw from him, which was you know a little bit not not enough for me to really say I you know I know what I'm talking about. I knew what I was talking about about Danny Granger before the draft, but uh, to think Danny Granger went seventeenth and what he's become. That we would have had to give up Al, that they would uh, technically re, uh, re, refuse Al Jefferson for him. Oof. When all you had to do was take him instead of Rashad McKennott. Interesting stuff. That's the NBA for you folks. That's the NBA. Lots of hindsight in these NBA drafts. You just never know. Ron Artester, William Avery with the 14th pick for the Wolves in 1999. And so many other teams like Darko Milicic, over Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris frickin' Bosch. Franchise-changing players, especially Dwayne Wade, who is my favorite player in the league and uh, just is on his way to having an unbelievable career, Darko frickin' Milicic. Mm. So that's how it goes. Even the good GMs like Joe Dumars can screw it up. So enough of my ranting and raving. We're going to call it a show, and we'll be back next week. Hey, I hope something cool happens. 
as long as as long as the right deal is made, like Paul Allen said at the end of that soundbite, you got to hope for the best. So we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.